This is the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast, and my name is Eleanor Dooley. I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and advocate for your best self. I combine current nutritional research with the practicalities of living your life, giving you real nutrition talk in bite-sized pieces. Please remember that I am a licensed dietitian nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. I am not a medical doctor, and by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you might be having. Hi, and welcome to the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast. I am your host, Eleanor Dooley. And for the next few months, every week, I'm going to be taking you inside the Hormone Happiness Project. I want you to get a sense of what you can learn if you decide to join our community. Each week, I will share with you the exact information provided within the program. I want you to experience the aha and light bulb moments that many women have already experienced and continue to absorb the information that their body is signaling to them. This week, we're going to be talking about non-diet nutrition and the introduction to a nutritional mindset. So what is this term non-diet nutrition? Well, I came across this term when I was doing some research into the project, and I thought it was very appropriate for this introduction module, because what we're talking about is when we use the term diet, it implies there's an elimination, there's a restriction, or it feels very constricting for many women that try to diet. It's usually something that doesn't feel natural. That feels like we are outside of our comfort zone. We're kind of white knuckling down on the feeling of doing something that is forced upon our body. And when we're talking about nutrition or nourishment, it's actually quite the opposite of that feeling. So nourishment is more about including and incorporating more nutrients into our body, into our daily diet, so that we feel better. Most of the time when we're dieting, mentally, we don't feel better because we're in this state of mind where there are things that we want that we can't have. And when we're in the nourishment mindset, we are thinking more of what else can I include? So that's what we're going to talk about today as we dive into our very first module or our topic for the Hormone Happiness Project. And that is the basics of nutrition. What have we been taught, groomed to understand, or really just been examples were set for us deep down in our psyche when we were children, you know, I grew up in the eighties and nineties and in that time in society, diets were big business. We're talking about things like weight watchers were very common for my parents demographic dieting. And then low carb came to be um, low fat diets. Those are just some of the things that I remember about, you know, women and how they viewed their bodies. That's what I was taught 
by society. We didn't have social media back then, but we did have a lot of commercials and magazines and things that were very influential for young women growing up at that time. And one thing I want to say is that diet culture, if you kind of remove the emotion from the things that you want to come out of a diet, diet culture is financially driven. It's big business. These companies have gone into business to make money. So by offering you a quick win, a quick flash in the pan diet win, whether that's 10 pounds, whether that's a dress size, whatever their offer is, it's not really a sustainable lifestyle model that they're offering you. They're offering you something that has a finite amount of time, whether it's, you know, lose 10 pounds in a month, or it's usually lose 10 pounds in 10 days, something like that. And for the most part, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that marketers of these programs and these companies are not nutritional experts. They don't have PhDs in how the the biophysiology of the body, how nutrition actually affects the metabolism and the hormones that are created to maintain balance in our bodies. They're not the experts, and yet they're selling programs in a way that manipulates the mindset of the people that want these things. It preys on the vulnerability of mostly the women out there that are being sold something that is not really attainable through that means. And again, you know, think about back in the day, and I know that's like a generic sort of time frame, but we were told as a society things that were good for us, things that we should be doing. We were told through newspapers, um, magazine articles, commercials. I mean, there are, you can even Google doctors recommended cigarette brands. Okay. So just picture that for a moment. You know, we were told milk does the body good. We were told things like diet soda is the answer, calories lower and lower. Um, we were told margarine was better than butter. And so many of these other examples of manufacturers making decisions about our health and the things that we choose to do for our bodies. So that's kind of where this is coming from. And I wanted to just highlight for you that the diet culture has changed the way that you think about food. Societal norms have set women to be in a vulnerable place for them to be relatively unhealthy. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to sell or market their products. They prey on body image, self-esteem, and the fact that women are generally molded to be caretakers, whether that's of the family, whether that's of the spouse, whether that's of older parents, whatever aspect of it, we were groomed as women to be this. We're being told confusing things about our bodies. We're, we're being told this is the way to do it. No, this is the way to do it. And even if those are contradictory, we're it's still being stuffed down our throats. And this leads to self-blame and shame and disconnection from our bodies. We don't trust our bodies anymore because we're told if we do 
X, Y, and Z diet, if we remove, let's say beets and uh, cayenne pepper, if we add in, you know, this green smoothie every morning, then we will get this result that we so badly want, whether that's, you know, slimming down in the midsection or, you know, losing a couple pounds of your belly fat. Um, We're sold that we follow the directions and we don't see the result. And rather than us going, well, that didn't work. It's probably something wrong with the, the instructions We don't do that. We say there's something wrong with our bodies because we're being told that this works and this works for this lady and this celebrity and this person, but it doesn't work for me. So there's something wrong with me. That's the cycle that we are put on wash, rinse and repeat for decades and decades of our lives. And it has resulted in us as women thinking that there really isn't anything out there that's going to work. Our bodies are bad or they don't work. They're not as good as everybody else. Um, We have this comparison-itis that someone else's body and um, they have better willpower, they have better discipline than me. And I'm subjected to live the rest of my life, just feeling this mediocre place where I cannot get any better. These diet programs and and these promises were not created with you in mind to get better. They were created to keep you in this vulnerable, shameful place because they can prey on those vulnerabilities and get you to buy more products. Think about it. So this might leave you asking yourself, well, why am I not able to lose weight? When I do the diets, when I was in my 20s, I could lose weight at the drop of a hat. I would cut out some drinking on the weekends and, you know, eat a couple salads and good to go. That doesn't work for me anymore. So there must be something wrong with my body. Well, here are some things I want you to consider about what actually is the reason why you're unable to shift weight on the scale, if that's your goal or you're unable to maintain a weight that you feel healthy at. So there's about a thousand factors that go into the weight of your body. And I can tell you, it's not just the food that you're eating, the calories in and the calories out, which by the way, is something that we've been told and we've been promised. So why are we not able to lose weight? Well, first of all, you're different. You're different than you used to be. And you're different from every single other person. Okay. Uninformed calorie counting, meaning not really understanding the caloric need of your body. Um, And I'm not talking about when we download an app and we type in our height and weight and how many pounds we want to lose a week. And that's how many calories we should be consuming. I'm not talking about dividing that caloric intake by a percentage and getting a macronutrient spit out and sticking to that formula that has led us to believe it or not, gain weight because of the restrictive ideologies and the patterns that we're told will produce results. We get far away from that connection with our body and understanding what is influencing my weight. Inflammation can be influencing our weight. Maybe you have low level infections that you're not aware of because they haven't bubbled to the surface and they're not screaming it's an emergency. 
Maybe we have bacteria and fungus and mold and some other things in our gut microbiota that are keeping us at a, in a stressful state that we mentally don't have any control over. Um, maybe we're exercising way too much. Pretty much every client that sits in front of me tells me that they can do better. Even if they're working out five, six, and seven times a week, they say that um, I should be working out harder. I should be working out longer. And it always makes me scratch my head because the way that they want to acquire health is by pushing harder and harder. And it just doesn't equate with nourishing our body with giving our body the right amount of exercise, the right amount of support, sleep, it, it doesn't line up with those. Because when our stress hormones are activated, our metabolism goes out the window. It's not able to maintain both things. So those could be some of the factors of why the scale might not be moving for you. Women always tell me I'm doing the right things. And my challenge to that diet culture has told you what those right things are. Okay. Probably not a nutritionist or a dietitian or somebody that has education in how the cellular structure is actually being nourished. Okay. We've been told to eat less. We've been told to work out more. Let's skip meals. Let's fast. Let's cut down on this amount of calories or this meal so that we're not taking in so much so that I can be better about eating less. If only that were the solution, a lot of people would not be in the state that they are. Think about it. If that actually worked for you, don't you think you would be doing it? Also, I have people saying that, you know, if they're cooking for one person or if they have kids that eat differently from them or a spouse that eats differently from them, they don't want to be doing so much extra work. So it's not worth it. And I want to just say for a second, you are worth it. I'm not saying you have to cook different meals for everybody else. But what I am saying is that the food that nourishes you can be fit into your day if it becomes a priority. If you're running through life being too busy to eat because it's socially acceptable to skip meals, it's socially acceptable to be so stressed that, oh my goodness, I, I, I didn't even know what time is it. I've been so busy. Like that's an acceptable response to malnourishing our bodies. And that's truly what we're doing. Sleep deprivation is applauded. You know, if you had to pull an all-nighter because you were wrapping Christmas presents or you were doing something for somebody else that was much more important than your self-care, then you kind of get a, you know, a wink and a nod, like you're, you're really crushing it. But what you're actually doing is wearing yourself down. Um, we're told to keep pushing. There should be no excuses for not working out. Guilt and shame and regret tactics keep you in that vulnerable energy where you think something is wrong with you. And this is furthermore reinforced by social media, magazines, TV. They're all making it really hard for you to love yourself and to, to understand that connection with your body that really is important to underlying issues. So let's think about some of the right things. We, we think we know the things we should be doing. In fact, so many clients come to me and they'll say, I'm doing all of the things. And then my response is, well, then what are you doing here? What do you need me for? 
And it's quite apparent that things aren't going well. They're not feeling well. They're not sleeping well. They're not, um, they have digestional issues. Their hormones are out of whack. And so to me, I say, well, maybe those things aren't the right things, right? Have you ever thought about it that way? Some questions that we get to the, to the bottom of is, is there chronic inflammation in your body? Is your body constantly reacting to things that are keeping it inflamed, that are keeping it upset? We look at how are you nourishing your body every day? And I don't mean just through food. Are there toxins in your life? Are there toxic people? Are there toxic conversations? Are there toxic TV shows? Are there things that are continually keeping you in a state of anxious energy that, guess what, leads to anxiety, guilt, and more stress? Those are the questions that we should be answering. I want you to think about releasing some of the guilt and shame around this diet culture energy. So we're going to explore over the next few weeks, the reasons why we are not in touch with our bodies. Is it inflammation? What is inflammation and what can I do about it? That's going to be the next module. Then we're going to talk about blood sugar. How does the food that you eat actually affect the energy in your body? Is your body able to actually use the food that you're eating? Or if you've given into ideas of fasting and limiting your food and calorie restriction, how does that actually affect the output for your energy and your hormone health? That's what we're going to talk about next time. I want to challenge you to look at the list of podcasts that you listen to, social media that you're following. Are you being influenced by sponsored ads that make you feel bad about yourself or that you don't feel good enough around? These are the things that I want you to just unfollow, unsubscribe, and keep those out of your energy while you are in this state of healing and really digging in. If you are interested in learning more about me, my practice, and my programs, you can follow me on Instagram at your.hormone.nutritionist. You can follow my Facebook group, Happy Hormones and Tamed Inflammation, or visit my website at nourishingnutrition.net. Check out my free resources by subscribing to my newsletter and following this podcast. See you next week for a brand new episode.